Boulder, Colorado. We are fire ant season, and this song is called I'm Sorry. One, two, three, go. So 
try to attempt a half-hearted psychoanalysis Coming from arguably the dumbest man alive When the truth is that I'm just waiting on this train to finish If I smoke to be gone because all desire for conversation is withdrawn I swear to God, I'm just a common prick More afraid of you than you are of me And yeah, I've thought about suicide But I think that's the case for everyone alive There's no comparison to living a life When you feel like dying Anything that makes me me I just want to live like I'm getting a hack And I'm sorry if we talk And you're expecting a kind of inspiration You're much better off telling me to shut the heck up Cause the only thing I'll bring Is some jealous sympathy at hell I think you're much better off than me a stammering of words into some incoherent verse Is the most enlightened state I'll ever achieve <laughs> Kind of messed up there because I had to censor it Alright Up next I wrote this song about the mandolin player and how he was going to leave me to move to New York. But he's still here, obviously, so it's okay. I'm stupid. 
song before um, I'm sure what everyone knows what happened with her and so I had to alter the lyrics a bit and so that's <laughs> this is the final product Ready? Very lucky to be joined in the studio tonight. We just had a wonderful in-studio performance. Um, and, and now I'm with my uh, co-host, uh, our engineer, Zach. Hey, what's up? How's it going? And uh, we are really excited to welcome to the air room. It's uh, fire ant season from Austin, Texas. Hey, guys. Introduce hey, yourselves. How's it going? How's it hey, going? Owen and Zach. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so we just heard you guys play in studio. Um, really love some of the songs you guys played. Uh, can you tell me, like... So you guys were saying, how, how many songs do you have written? Like, how, how long is this? Yeah, we I think go I, back. I said 30, but what I meant I was 30. Nate couldn't come up with more than, like, three songs to play here. Yeah. But we've just finished a tour where we play, like, 15 songs a night. Mm -hmm. But somehow this was, like, 
you know, <laughs> song block couldn't. No, it is difficult <laughs> when you have to think on the spot like, uh, what songs have I written before? Hmm, let's think about that. <laughs> yeah, Even I bet it's I bet it's sort of that vibe too. I mean, you said you just finished a tour. Uh, like maybe you're on the tail end of that, and how are you feeling? I don't know, like how dead. tired, 20, pretty dead. Twenty <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> one night we had a bed. Every other night was floors or like really bad couches. Wow. Yeah. Which we were very appreciative to have at all. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we didn't have to spend the cash to uh, like you know stay at like a hotel or anything, and um, I mean you know it's bad for your back, but it's good for your wallet. That's mm-hmm. why. I, exactly. Know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I was covered in fleas one morning when I woke up and had to go oh, outside just to like, pick them off. Like, one yeah. Oh no! Didn't you say they weren't uh, like actually biting you? They though? weren't they aggressive were just, fleas, but they were. Like, no, one, one of them bit me, just, and that's when I knew. And then I saw like fifty fleas on me. They were just yeah. trying wow. to find a place to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Flea, like the basis of the red hot chili peppers. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any difference really? It was really their floor. We were. Yeah, it's touring is. Crazy. Yeah, like Zach I have to knows. say, I've I've been on a few tours, and sometimes like, sometimes the places I've stayed, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, I've been there. What's Either, your, what's your like, longest one? Um, longest tour? Just like, what's the like longest extended period of time where you're you're like sleeping on floors? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, we slept on floors like probably every day of our tours, so it was probably like. 15 days wow. which is like That's it, it, it was pretty it honestly wasn't bad though because what we would do is we'd bring like a mattress in the van and we'd like fold it up and so then when we hmm. got to a place we could put the mattress on the floor all cuddle up on the mattress or like couches or some place like that but yeah. yeah we've been in places with like bugs and yeah just it's always it's always fun and it's it's interesting like how i i guess like how would you guys say like describe like the diy touring experience because i mean like for me i'd describe it as something that has like this like crazy duality where it's like something that's like so wonderful in the fact that like there's such like a powerful community and there's so many friendly faces and everything like that but sometimes it can be pretty rough in terms of like coming home with like a uh any sort of like a profit or just like the gas like van problems fleas you know like all that sort of stuff like how do you describe your experience on the road what do you what are your like roses and thorns i guess well so i set this whole tour up on a facebook page that is called diy tour postings fantastic resource if you're a touring band uh so they have this like search uh, function and you type in just like any city and you'll find thousands of posts of just like other people trying to find shows there and so you kind of just go through the posts and like find the people and be like hey I was creeping through this posting and I saw that someone named you as a person to contact for this place can we put a show together <laughs> and you know like you'll probably contact I think it was probably 50 plus people that I contacted for this eight-day tour I think it was like eight days total. But yeah, so it's a lot of just, like, if you hear anything back, it's like you're grateful for it. But um, yeah, like, uh, I would say, like, definitely, uh, like, you don't find a profit um, until, like, you get somewhat established. Like, there are people who actually enjoy 
I like your music, like you become, I guess, a thing or whatever, trademark, thing, trademark. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lubbock, apparently most profitable show. Lubbock was great. Send yeah. it out there for bands yeah, that want to go to Lubbock. It. Yeah. Where, where is that? Where is Lubbock? West Texas, right? Yeah, Northwest? West Texas. Location of Texas Tech University, I guess, would be its like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where did, where did you play? It was the house show. I can't remember yeah. what the what was the venue called. I, I don't think the house had like a name. It's a nameless house. Yeah, that's the place to play. No, in like, it had just started. So cool. It was like you know, kind of like up and coming. I think Matt Pless also played there. Um, or yeah, we played the show with Matt yeah. Pless, and so you know he's, you know, I like definitely somewhat established in our scene, but yeah. perhaps not in a. Like in a I thought that like he thought you know we were kind of stalking him because we had two shows just kind of serendipitously formed from asking people, hey, can we get a show going? And they're like, yeah, here's this like show with Matt Plus. You want to play it? That happened twice. So we're like, <laughs> Matt Plus, we promise we're not stalking you. I promise. But <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, so mm. if you don't mind me asking, like, when, when did you guys start as a band? And just like, how, how far back does this duo go? You said you couldn't ask that question <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> we told you um, <laughs> we we met 10 years ago in college um yeah. we were like oh. both surfed and met each other in class went surfing a few times where, Matt, we played a music in corpus christi oh I see. Yeah, corpus yeah. Christi, people texas. say there's no waves in texas and that's kind of true but it's not that bad um yeah. that's pretty cool yeah then formed a band called Ridicahorse with some other person we were in college with. Um, drummer was not great, so we started practicing without them. And then moved acoustic because we were just in apartments. Then didn't do anything for like three years and then kind of like fell away from each other for a bit and started corresponding on the internet. He would send me songs and I'd come up with mandolin parts for it. Yeah, And that kind of cool. led to him moving to Austin and the band, I yeah. guess, forming. Yeah, so I guess like when the band first formed, it was... 2013, I guess, technically. Uh, that's, I like, if you go to the Bandcamp page, that's, I like what it shows. But um, I guess the way that the other uh, name came about was, I uh, like, we were talking back uh, and forth, like, what, uh, like, what should we call the band, you know? And, um, and I was walking my bike uh, to day. Walmart. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a song about stealing from Walmart. During that two-year period, I was stealing from Walmart a lot because, I didn't have money, and I, need, and I needed to uh, survive. Hopefully this isn't used in a criminal case at any time in the future. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I stepped in an ant pile, and I thought, fire ant season. So there's not any special story. It was, I stepped in an ant pile. That's how I mean, game. that'll do it. That, <laughs> that will provide inspiration. That will do it, yeah. One, that, one step away from the random yeah. name generator. Yeah. That almost no, seems straight out of a movie yeah. where then you convince yourself you have to do it every time for yeah. inspiration. You're like, it's not coming. Absolutely. <laughs> these, these Before every album. Working. Yeah. yeah. I need stronger ants. <laughs> <laughs> the ants need to have, have stronger mandibles. This, ba- this batch is bad. <laughs> Bring me a new one. This is a bad batch of ants. <laughs> but uh, I find it really interesting that uh, you started off with a drummer and then switched to acoustic. Was that sort of a... I mean, I know you, you gave an explanation, and I'm sure it was uh, partially a coincidence, but uh, 
how have you adapted to playing mostly acoustic since then? Like, you obviously like it a fair bit if you stuck with it. Yeah, so at first when we had a drummer, it was a totally, totally different band, like, around the time we met in college. And, um, you know, we'd, like, never put on a show. We practiced in some practice space where you paid, like, 12 bucks an hour or something. Yeah. But um, and it was all different songs. And then after the drummer, I don't know, we started like practicing alone acoustically. I think we were just like covering Blink-182 songs on um, acoustic guitar. And that kind of like laid dormant for a while, and we'd send each other things every now and then, and that kind of manifested into, um, I guess, Fire Ant season. And yeah, to be honest, it's like that was the most, I guess, like simple thing that you can do. And I think like you had gotten into the folk punk scene in like 2011, to, or like... Yeah, probably... Um, like, like traveling around a bit, just going to like punk festivals and uh, yeah. meeting people, I guess. Uh, it was Pat the Bunny, right? That's who you first heard. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've I've heard that name before. I'm not I'm not too familiar with the artist, but I've definitely heard that name. Yeah, we're in like such a weird esoteric scene. It's kind of like anything that anything mm-hmm. that's even big in our scene is probably like not known about by. Huh. Yeah. It's almost like we're metal people, just <laughs> not in the metal scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pat the Bunny is kind of considered, I guess, like the god of folk punk. Like, you know, that's like, I guess, like the deity, you know. And he actually stopped playing, and that took a huge hit to the folk punk scene. And there was another hit uh, uh, that was taken uh, from uh, Chris Clavin. That's another whole oh, side man. story that don't we can even go into. We don't need yeah. to go into that tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he played in a band called Ghost Mice, and he did some terrible things. Uh. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I think it's slowly kind of gaining a, like more traction. There's Apes of the State. There's Days and Days. Uh, there's uh, uh, the Homeless Gospel Choir. Uh, there's Chad hates George Ludlow. I'm just trying to name I'm not, drop I'm as just much not going like to name right band. I have bands Ludlow. I can say. I'm just not going to name them. <laughs> Ludlow was a band you recently did a split uh, record with, yes, right? Ludlow. Yes, Yes. Is that we, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I love Ludlow. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, very, I've very heard cool. that name before. And yeah. I, I may have heard that from mm-hmm. our, our mutual connection, uh, Amos, maybe? Because Amos was the person who, when you reached out to me, you said you got my contact from Amos. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe Amos has worked with... That was probably before, someone but, I found mm. through DIY tour posts. Yeah, yeah. Like Amos that. is like yeah. Amos is cool because Amos is like almost like one of the big people in the Denver scene who does a lot of booking. Like I don't think Amos is listening at all right so we now. Gotta, we gotta be on his good side. Amos is probably asleep, but like uh, shout out to Amos. But yeah, seriously, Amos is in so many really cool bands and like literally like got me into the DIY music scene and like I, I I'm sure he's probably he may have like worked with Ludlow but um mm-hmm. that's definitely like a familiar name um yeah. uh there's the Ludlow massacre we went to the memorial yeah, the when we were driving out here yeah that's what their name really? after yeah, it's in Colorado oh Ludlow, was that Colorado. was that like the famous um like workers Minor rights strike yeah, yeah the yes. strike thing that's crazy just didn't just reach like the 100 year anniversary of that or maybe I'm, I'm sure. thinking I, of it a different sounds about event. right because I think it was but, uh, I think it was like, was like in the 19th. early 1900s. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was like yeah. at the turn of the century. It's crazy. I'm sure anyone anyone out there listening in our state would be very interested to hear. We have a rich history of yeah. of like labor disputes and, and strikes and, and conflict um, in mining state. and mining. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the most intense one. I've crazy. I've yeah, heard. definitely. Mining is, uh-huh. mining is insane. 
<laughs> I, I was watching this show. <laughs> this isn't even related that much to mining. Go for but it. I was watching this show. Oh, um, yeah. It's on Netflix. It's called Instant Hotel. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of, I don't know, it's whatever. But it's just these people are like, Making these luxury Airbnbs I've, and like I've seen the show. They're <laughs> yeah. competing in the, on the most recent season. These people have like their Airbnb in like a dugout <laughs> in Australia, and like one of the activities. It's some weird, obscure part of Australia, like somewhere in the desert. Like it looks like it's like Mad Max, like <laughs> crazy, like desert. And they have their house like in a um in a dugout. And, like, for one of the activities, they're rated, like, on, like, activities and location. Like, they took everyone mining. And it was just funny to see all these people, like, trying to go to an Airbnb, but then they just go mining. (laughs) They get sent into the mines. It's crazy, yeah. Literally, like, the most difficult, dangerous job in the world. It it didn't look that bad, honestly. They were doing it with, like, drills, and it looked looked very chill, but, I, you know. Yeah. Miners back in the day, though. Don't you hate that glamour mining? <laughs> glamour mining, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say that's that's new. I mean, yeah, like I'm, mines. I, I'll say it. I'm on Minecraft a lot. You know? yeah. <laughs> I support real mines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So what? Mm. What's um? So we were talking a bit about how y'all are from Austin, and um, uh, I guess like, what um. Who are some of your other like favorite artists out of Austin, or like what are you excited about? Like what, what about Austin yeah. is like, like really I'm, buzzing? Like outside of South by, that's like the classic mm-hmm. thing, and we were talking about that because eleven ninety we go to South by every year. It's, it's interesting. It's a crazy time. Owen went also. If, if I can butt in too, it's interesting. Yeah, I wanted to know. I mean, y'all said folk punk was an esoteric uh, sort of genre. I'm wondering what support y'all have down there in Texas to sort of. You know, in, in that same sort of scene you mentioned, is Ludlow a Texas band, for example? No, Ludlow's yeah. from Colorado. Oh. Um, yeah, Denver. Yeah, Denver-based, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. Um, cool. So I would say the we'll biggest to... thing out of Austin is probably uh, this venue called Kickbutt Coffee. Um, and that's where I first got started going to the open mic down there. But that's where a lot of bands, uh, like, pass through, uh, like, if they come through Austin, that's typically the place that they'll go to is Kickbutt Coffee. Um, I know Days and Days uh, have played there. I'm pretty sure that's probably what kind of established it, just because Days and Days is so big in the scene. Um, I don't know, do you, like, what other... Yeah, as far as Austin goes, I would say that the scene is very small. Um, like, if we play a show in Houston easily... I don't know, three to four times as many people of, like, interest. Austin is kind of sparse. I think a lot of people, like, don't stay in Austin very long. It's not a very affordable city. Yeah. 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 And then that's kind of the same thing that's happening with yeah. Denver right now. Really? Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Because, yeah, we have UMS now, which is, like, becoming bigger. It seems every year they get, like, a bigger and bigger yeah. artist. I think last year they had, like, Frankie Cosmos and, like... This year they have, like, um, Eve Tumor and stuff and like, like that. And, like, uh, Chicano Batman, Batman yeah. and, um... Yeah, it's it's crazy. I've never been. I'm, like, playing with my friend Ashley this year, and so that'll be interesting to see, like, what the vibe is, but, um... But, yeah, Denver's also gone through this big boom where it's, like, becoming more and more expensive and it yeah. seems yeah i don't know tons of people are moving here 
gentrification. Yeah, maybe? exactly. <laughs> like literally half of yeah. the awesome. city That's is different. Being from literally. Austin, I'm sure y'all would know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've exactly. heard there's a lot of equivalency between the two cities, yeah. Austin and Denver. Yeah, it's I crazy. Mean, I mean, like you go down to like Rhino, which is like uh, the like new name for like the River North neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just insane, like, how fast the development has happened down there and, like, how many new buildings and, like, mm-hmm. breweries and coffee shops and, like, it's 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 really crazy because, yeah, it's just, like, it's just all the same, like, aesthetic mm-hmm. thing and it's really weird. It just yeah. doesn't feel like Denver. But, it's just um, driving up prices. It's but... just a whole different, yeah, it's crazy. It's just this whole different thing where it's just, I mean, yeah, we could talk about that for a long time, <laughs> is, what, is what I'm saying. I got all night. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, I think there's something to be said about how those two cities are dim- similar. They're both, like, really hip, and they're both, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up and coming, for sure. Yeah, what what are your... I'm interested to hear, like, what are your thoughts um, in relation to Austin? And, and maybe it'd be interesting to think of it in a way... You know, like something like South by Southwest, which I'm sure has its perks. Like there are a lot of good shows that come out of it, good good people getting together, and a lot of more <laughs> kind of looming, like very dystopian, technocratic, weird things happening. You know, downtown uh, as a result of that as well. Like, what's it, what's it like um, just sort of being in the city that week? Sure. Like, um, so I was actually born in Austin, then kind of grew up in like a farming town outside of it. But I would go in to see shows, like, all the time growing up. And even then, the idea was, like, oh, Austin's not a real city. We got to go to San Antonio or Houston if you really want to see, like, bands in the town. Which was weird in retrospect. And then there was this really small amount of time where a lot of bands would come through Austin. And then all the mid-sized clubs got, uh, the rent went too high. So now Austin doesn't have, like, a mid-range scene anymore. Hmm. So now it's gone back to bands just going through San Antonio and Houston. Interesting. Which is, like, it's super yeah. bizarre, like, because it's like, oh, live music, capital, but it's never really had a base for medium-sized bands. Yeah, that's mm. crazy. Yeah, it's always kind of just, like, the popular ones going to, I guess, like, the biggest popular venues. There's the Mohawk, there's uh, Barracuda, there's... What else? I mean, those are like the only mid-sized ones. Like the big ones are like Frank Irwin Center and stuff. Where Mohawk, cheer up Charlie's. Good. Yeah, yeah, cheer up Charlie's. Yeah, my favorite spot personally. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. that's I a cool that place. Yeah, uh, yeah, we saw like we saw some cool bands there like during the day. Saw, yeah, definitely like, some of the best South by shows. Yeah, yeah, it was just crazy. It was so hot, but it was yeah. also really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it it's it, crazy. It's interesting. I I like. You know, hearing your perspective on like what's happened, where there's just only like um, the the scene has kind of like flipped over, where it's mostly just these high range artists, high range venues. Um, I it, it's really interesting because it almost feel it feels like Denver has been stuck in like it's just a lot of like the scene is so good in like Colorado and stuff. I think because it's like it hasn't quite flipped like that, but I'm interested to see that once like it becomes more of an established and developed city if the scene actually flips like that and if we end up having to go out for more, like, independent music. Because, I don't know, imagining, like, Denver without, like, all these spots is crazy. Um, Um, Also, I think I like what you were saying before, the uh, the house show venue. Um, I guess kind of a shameful self-plug but I throw house shows in Austin. It's called the Audubon Society, 
But for the last South by Southwest, I threw at like a house show and I got, or like I tried to, um, I guess, like find the bands that weren't like, you know, like, um, I guess like super popular and just have like an all day fest to where like, you know, bands could play and stuff. Uh, we got sponsored by Tito's Vodka, and that was really fun. <laughs> I was Tito's. sick the next it day. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Did not handle that one well. But yeah, no, I think the house show people. venue, that's going to be like the revolution to counter that kind of change is, you know, people having uh, the venues just out of their own places or, you know, DIY spots that they're able to find mm-hmm. to try and, you know, create a scene, mm-hmm. which is basically, I think, kind of how that operates and those like those community spaces that you know like the all ages venues the the the, the, like local run venues where you know the guy who owns the place and like he i mean um uh just thinking about denver seventh circle i know y'all are going to the the big compost heap fest uh this weekend (laughs) Um, yeah anyone listening go to compost heap it is tomorrow until sunday Mm-hmm. Tomorrow at Seventh Circle in Denver, Friday through Sunday. And uh, you mentioned you had some friends playing on Facebook. I just read that and, and oh, yeah. wanted uh, to ask friends, if you had anyone yeah. to plug. Oh, geez. Um, I know their headline. Uh, there's Rob from the Taxpayers. I know that they're playing. Um, I know there's Love Low. They're playing. Uh, pretty sure Chad Hates George escaped from the zoo. Uh, Straight Line Arrival. I believe is also playing. Um, oh, geez. I know a lot of the bands playing in a camp. If you go well, to the that's, a, that's page, a good thing. Our, yeah. Some of, of our friends, uh, Sad Bug, I think, are. Sad Bug will be there, yeah. Yeah, yes. and, yeah, and Rain, Rain, they just played like two weeks ago or something. We've been going through, uh, you know, if anybody's listening and is it like an 1190 listener, I just want to say I'm sorry for all the... Oh, yes. Just all the we craziness this summer. We've had this construction thing yeah, going on. There's we're like going to talk about this now. There's like, a car, this. There, there's like a <laughs> yeah. bridge made of wood that we have to cross. It's covered in dirt. There's can, like a dirt pit, and there's these dudes... Like with shovels. You should yeah. have. You all should have seen like two days ago that that plywood board was gone, and there was a ten foot dirt like hole. Yeah, just and there. just dudes down there digging, working with wow. shovels. I opened the regular door to go into the hallway, and it was just like an archaeological dig. <laughs> People just are probably crazy. thinking we're like joking, but we yeah, aren't. We, like, we I just want to clarify, um, but yeah, like if there is the a point. summer lull, normally this is the extreme summer lull. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're still trying to do stuff like this, which is why I'm so glad that we got. Um, them in the studio. Um, if y'all can't get in the studio, do y'all have like some autopilot system or something? We do, luckily. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we have an automation system. The power's been going out sometimes, though. Um, it's been a bumpy ride. Yeah, when really we came into Denver, like half the city was completely dark. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you mean like just tonight? Or, or yeah, Boulder. Yeah. There was a crazy storm tonight, just yeah. tonight. Yeah, I was biking to the station and blocks and blocks and blocks just dark. But uh, luckily, like we were spared. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like please spare us. Because <laughs> it's just like it sucks every time the power. If any god goes out. is listening, <laughs> yes. a god besides Jared Brown. <laughs> besides Jared Brown, the wonderful GM of eleven ninety. Yeah, no, yeah. but you know, yeah, like thank y'all for playing and everything. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you go to us. Compost Heap Fest. Where, where, and when can people see you guys? Uh, so we're not going to be playing Composite. We just came 
uh, to support friends. Um, but if you come to Austin, I'm sure mm-hmm. follow us on Facebook. I yes. guess that's the best way. Yes, probably. Fire Ant Season on Facebook, Fire yeah. Ant Season on Bandcamp. On Bandcamp. And we go mm-hmm. through like boom and bust cycles, sometimes play a lot of shows and then get yeah, tired gotcha. for a few months. That's crisis. good, that's good. Get, yeah. the, get the hype going. Exactly. You know, get the people Gotta make waiting. people miss us. Uh-huh. Yeah, I... It, how much are we doing pretty good on time? I I have like yeah. one more question. I mean, do you have any more questions no, you want no. to touch on? Shoot. I, just like tell me like where does most of the inspiration for your songs come from? Like how what's the because uh, I yeah I don't know the the subject matters all seemed really interesting and I I guess just like what's your thought process? What do you go through when you're writing those lyrics? When you're writing those instrumentals like. Well, um, there's been a long time where I should have gone to therapy and I didn't. And so it is kind of just like psychologically throwing up from the pen. And I'd say that's kind of the best way to do it. Like exploring traumatic events that you've had throughout your life and just kind of, um, I guess, like not putting any kind of a like hint as to like what you're trying to say. Just say it, you know, extremely directly as it is. And so that's, yeah, I guess that's the best inspiration that I could say. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's mental uh, health issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, just like facing, um, I guess, a lot of traumatic stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like music kind of is like a therapy, though, you know? oh, yeah. or any Absolutely. art, you know. So, I, I mean, mean, it's like. Especially, like, not to paint with a broad brush, but folk punk. I mean, it's, <laughs> you all fit perfectly. You're all, you. you're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have mean, to say, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Um, but yeah, so you guys can check out Fire Ant Season on Bandcamp. Are you guys on any other platforms as well? Uh, we also have Spotify, and I think we went through DistroKid, which is like the site that sends your stuff to everything. So iTunes, Amazon, which. I wouldn't say it again. No idea we were on there. Title. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we are. Not on yeah. title yet. Not on title. Okay. <laughs> It'll happen. Waiting for Jay-Z's approval. Title, <laughs> title takes a long time. Jay-Z has to sign off on every single <laughs> exactly. artist. Yeah. Have a cell phone number. He's probably listening. Like, <laughs> he's yeah, like, these jokers, no way. I was almost going to do He's like, it. fast track, fire in. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, take him to the top. <laughs> I... <laughs> I want these guys to write the next instrumental. <laughs> like, yeah. I want these guys on my album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. But <laughs> yeah, be. check them out. And uh, do you have any other shows, like even in Austin or anything? No, this is, is it the July twentieth. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, July twenty eighth. Uh, Punk with a camera, who's another huge friend of ours, Brandon Walsh. Uh, he's going to be coming to Austin to play at the Audubon Society, which is the house show venue that I have. So if you're in Austin on July 28th, please come by. It's called the Audubon Society on Facebook, but don't click the Nature Conservancy. So many We're people get other, mad yeah. that they think they're going to the Nature Conservancy, but they're <laughs> at Nate's house venue. Yeah, that's another story. But wow, that's not enough time for that, that story. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I guess go check it out. Uh, these, This is all online, too. Like, um... If you want to, like, listen back, all mm-hmm. of these, like, in-studio sessions we do here at 1190 are on our SoundCloud. Yes. And, um, yeah, we'll throw that together for you guys. So, mm-hmm. Fire Ant season. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, for thanks so much us. for coming in. Thank you so much, 1190.
probably just going to propel off into the night of wide orbit rotation we have. Yeah, we've got our wonderful overnight playlist. Credit to our music director Max, yeah. uh, and Ashley leaving. Yeah, Max and Ashley, both uh, music directors, leaving this summer. So uh, we're going to enjoy their their hard work um, overnight. Let's see, what song do I want to start off with? Um, how about let's do this one by Yola Tango. Um, that's a good band. We're going to listen to You Can Have It All here Wonderful. on Radio 1190. Wonderful. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Owen with Zach and Nate and Tim from Fire Ant Season, 1190 AM, 99 FM in Boulder. <laughs>